Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. Good morning, everybody. Great to see you here. I think we're going to be able to see more of each other's faces next week. Let's just keep uh, believing. Awesome. Been a couple of times. Oh, thank you, band. Awesome job. Thank you, everybody there. Uh, there's been a couple of times this morning when we've heard the word city. Um, swipe up for face ID. And uh, um, Melanie mentioned pray for the welfare of the city. And then that song there, uh, God of Revival talked about the city in one line as well, and uh, God is very interested in cities. People are flocking to cities all over the world, and uh, cities are where the, the whole culture uh, is spearheaded, and we want to be in on it. We need more uh, churches in the city because more and more people are moving to sit the city. Let me read from uh, Jeremiah 29. And God wrote, got Jeremiah, got, God got Jeremiah to write a letter to the exiles from Israel, <clears throat> taken to Babylon. And uh, the exiles just wanted to form a little bit of a holy huddle just outside the city there. And, uh, and God had said this to them. Build homes. This is verse 5. Build homes, plan to stay, plant gardens, eat the food they produce, marry and have children, <clears throat> then find houses for them so that you may have many grandchildren. Multiply, do not dwindle away. Work for the peace and the prosperity of the city where I've sent you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, for its welfare. And for its welfare will determine your welfare. Its prosperity will affect your prosperity. And uh, down to verse 10, this is what the Lord says, you will be in Babylon for 70 years, and then I will come and do for you all the good things I've promised. I'll bring you home again. <clears throat> I think it's interesting that each of us has an appointed time of 70 years on the earth. You will be in this place for 70 years. Some people will go far longer, John. But it's interesting, isn't it, that uh, God mentioned that number and that was the ge- like a generation. And each of us is on the planet <clears throat> generation. Oh, I cut it out. Right. Ip- huh? <laughs> I'm calling this message Go All In. We've talked uh, in this series about what, why and how. What do we do? We connect people to Jesus. We uh, develop disciples and we empower people. We build the church. That's what we do. And we do that because that's the call that God has on our lives. And today I'm talking about how we do that. And it's all about loving this city. 
It's all about building God's city in in Canberra City. Jesus said, you are a city set on a hill. So you shine your light. We are a city inside Canberra. And we're developing uh, God's city, the eternal city, the the most wonderful city of all eternity. How do we connect people to Jesus? By loving them. Um, Jesus called us in Second Corinthians five twenty. We are Christ. Uh, sorry, Paul did. We are Christ's ambassadors. God is making His appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead. Come back to God. What does an ambassador do? An ambassador <clears throat> has to ideally have two languages. They need to be fluent in their own language. We need to be fluent in our own culture. But it's an ambassador goes from country A to country B. And so we need to be fluent in all the culture and, and uh, language of our own home culture, home country. And we come into another country and we start to speak that language. And we ideally form a bridge between the two countries. That's our role as ambassadors for, for the Lord. And we are ideally trying to get people from country B to become citizens of country A. And we need to do that by loving people. I'm feeling like this is a bit of a war here. I'm just going to drop that, reorganize myself. There we go. There we go. Now I can see my wife's feet, which is very important. We are demonstrating... Christian values. We're demonstrating the values of this country. We're demonstrating the values of our home country, which are different to the values of this country. Our home country values are all about love and putting others first. You first. No, after you. No, you first. The values around us are more about me first. And so we need to understand that culture that we are in right now but we are speaking our culture into every interaction we have at the workplace every business deal every way we do things we want to bring the culture of Jesus in so when I had a discussion with our neighbors about certain six roosters (laughs) that were uh, you know for the first three months, we gave them three months. We thought, oh, we'll just get used to it. It's like living on a farm. Early morning, five o'clock, sometimes 4.30. <laughs> and um, loving that. But, you know, you have to have that. Sometimes we have to have awkward conversations with people. How are we going to do it? Are we going to do it like this? Or are we going to do it like that? And so involved a whole lot of working out exactly how to say things and trying to be an ambassador because I'm aware that they don't know where pastors but they could probably find out so we've got to talk about the roosters in a certain way a loving way love your roosters but not at that time of the morning gave them the advice that you can get rooster boxes that prevent them from uh, crowing until you want them to and let them out uh, but actually they ended up uh, removing the roosters altogether praise God 
And uh, even just yesterday, we gave them a, some flowers and some chocolate as a replacement for the roosters. <laughs> Almost gave them a, a voucher to a local chicken <laughs> KFC. No, I didn't do that. Don't even know. Because we are ambassadors, we're demonstrating God's values. And yet God says, I'm going to come back for you. So he's not, he's not saying, become Babylonians forever. He's saying, remain distinct because you're, you're going to go to your real home. And it's not that long. Each of us, we're going to go to our real home if you want to go there. And so don't forget who you are. Don't become so assimilated and diluted that there's no distinctive. <clears throat> Remain distinctive. Don't forget who you are, for your identity in Christ. So it's, we were in this te- we're in this tension all the time where we are wanting to be in the world and building, building a bridge and, and showing love and loving the city. God says, pray for the city. Want the, we want the city to prosper. We love Canberra. We want to love this city. But don't forget who you are the same time how do we do that well that's the trick of the holy spirit we're speaking the truth in love we're not bashing people over the head about their rooster we are telling them nicely in love okay so that's how we connect people to jesus we've got people in our men's group right now who are uh, helping people who are going through some terrible illness issues we are inviting people to come who are interested to study on uh, Zoom to do an Alpha course. And if the whole th- reason we're doing this Alpha course is if you can do it at your home, and I'll be there and we'll be uh, doing an Alpha together. But the idea is that you might have someone, Jesus calls them a man of peace, someone in this city who is leaning in when you are talking about church. And they're quite interested when, when you're talking about what you think. That's the person that you say, hey, uh, just about to do a, an alpha course. It's a, I'm just gonna, it's this course about what's Christianity all about? What's Jesus all about? And I'm just wondering if you'd like to do that with me. That's a challenge for us. It's to stay distinct. It's to put it out there sometimes. The worst that can happen, they'll say, oh, no, thanks. There you go. God said, good job. You invited. You made the invitation. Okay, how do we make disciples? Well, we have Alpha, we have freedom groups, we have messages from the pulpit. We've got internships this year at church, uh, which are, these are all sort of planned events. And then we have organic things like meeting together. I know that there's two families from our church who are down the coast together this weekend. Uh, there are groups meeting during the week that people can be invited just organically. You meet someone at church in the foyer and you find out they don't have a group and you can invite them to yours and in those places in relationship we grow together and then we are empowering people we're building a community a community is not just about me it's about we and we've got so much more so much further to go as a church with community, there's, there's no limit to any church in the level of community. God wants each of us as individuals to do really well in life, to have success with uh, the, our endeavors, with our relationships. But he also wants us to do life 
together with other Christians. We can meet with them and talk about how their life is going and support one another. <clears throat> There's even a higher level, which is talked about in Acts 2.42 to 47. This is a, I'm preaching to myself today uh, because the tendency is, is to make things about me. But here is Acts 2.42. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came, o- came over them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders, and all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshipped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. There's lots. Of, there's three times there the word shared is in there. And we can do life in parallel with each other and encourage each other each Sunday. But there's a whole other level when we actually share life together. That's, a, that's, a, that's scary. We're, it's very scary for us in Canberra where we've got nice distinct homes that are quite a long way away from each other. But there's talking about sharing. Sharing is not something that happens much in a meeting like this where you're staring at the back of someone's head or you might see them for five minutes afterwards. That's not really sharing life who do you share your life with who is your community usually we have five or six people maybe who are particularly close and we're sharing life with our family our spouse and it's good for us to pause and think well who's in my community and and think about this who are you the strongest christian the most committed christian in your community because the challenge then is you've got to find someone else who's more into Jesus than you are and bring them in, add them into your community, add them in and share life more with them because they will in- inspire and, and spur you on. Who is your community? Who are those five people perhaps who you're spending most of your time with? As believers, sharing Jesus' life together we are in God's image because God, three in one, he said, let us make man in our image. It wasn't just the way we are formed. It's also the way we interact with, with each other. God had a vision. Let's make some creatures who can treat each other the way we treat each other. Wouldn't that be awesome if, if we are in them and they are in us and They love each other the way we love each other. That's the vision that God had for us. That they could share life together and rejoice with each other, celebrate with each other, help each other, just the way we do that. And the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit were complete unity and said, yeah, that'd be great. Let's make people in our image. God's plan was to make people who treated each other the same as the way the Father, the Son, and the Holy, uh, Holy Spirit treated each other. How do, how do they do that? Well, <clears throat> right through the New Testament, some people say there's 43, I've got 43. Some people say 59. I don't know where they get that from. But anyway, there's, there's one another's in the New Testament. 
This is how we are to treat one another. Bring up that screen here. And uh, first one here, expect to be served. Second one, don't share your gifts with one another. Third one, reject one another. Fourth, discourage one another. Put down one another. Ignore the needs of one another. Pull down one another. Stay bitter with one another. Someone should have stopped me by now. Ah, what is the matter? Hang on a second. That's not... I'm reading from the AAMB here, the All About Me Bible. No, we are to serve one another. People should be falling over each other to get someone else a coffee today. People should be falling over each other to make sure the kids are okay. Oh, I noticed your child was a bit, uh, fell over and I just brought the child to you. You know, we should be falling each o- over each other to serve. Why? Because that's what we're made in the image of, a serving God. Use your gifts for the benefit of others. Accept one another. Encourage one another. Here they all come. Build up one another. Help one another. Honor one another. Forgive one another. I've got all the scripture references here. Next screen. Submit to one another. So easy to want to have that last word. And someone says, you know, what their opinion is, and you just have to say the last word. Or you have to have that last cake. We have to be the one who's right. That's not submitting to one another. We see in the Godhead, we see Jesus submitting to the Father. Submitting. Am I cutting out? The next one, not, don't neglect to meet with one another. We've been isolated from each other for two years almost. You know, how does that feel? Rotten. It's not a good way to live. Being a pyjama Christian is not healthy. People in that camera right there, get back to church. And all the people said, keep promises with one another. Be devoted to one another. Be patient with one another. Thank you, darling. You're very patient with me. Be interested in one another. Have you ever spoken to someone after church and they just rave on and on and on and you think, I wonder if they're ever going to ask me anything about my life, my day, my week. Don't be a person like that, please. Go in asking questions and listening to the answer. Bizarre thing to do. Where on earth are we up to? Speak truth as members of one another. Next screen. Confess your faults to one another. You know... Don't you sense that these cannot all be done on Sundays? These are between Sundays things. If we're not doing these things, we're not living the Christian life. Paul's saying this is what you do. This is how you love. This is how you, this is how you act out being a, a child of God. And But if we're not doing these things, we're not doing that. These are things that are done between church services. That's why we have groups. That's why people don't go down to the coast with other families, so they can love one another. Let's keep going here. Oh, and I know that uh, this one here about confessing your faults to one another, 
Look, uh, one thing that can keep people from going to a group is that I, I don't want anyone to know what, what we're really like. You know, when it boils down to it, you might not actually say it out loud, but there's this bit of intimidation or a bit of fear that oh, that's a place where I feel a bit uncomfortable, where I'm getting a bit too, people are getting a bit too close. And, but that's what we need. We need people who know us. We need to put ourselves out there and, and trust that people are going to love us anyway. And besides that, I want to assure you that Melanie and I are not perfect. Your pastors are not perfect. Yeah, big shock. Come back, come back, sit back down. Kind of leaving the building. You know, we have, uh, bro- you know, we expect things of each other and yet get disappointed and we have put on the silent treatment sometimes. Because we're normal human beings and, and in groups we get to, to see that we can confess our faults to one another. Do you have anybody that you can confess your faults to? If not, join a group. If that group's not the right one for you, join another one. Try that. Give it a few weeks. Live in harmony with one another. Don't be conceited with one another. Don't condemn one another. Don't slander one another. Instruct one another. Greet one another. I had a teacher at at my school, and she would walk right past me in the mornings and never say hello. So I said to her, okay, I'm going to buy you a coffee if you can say hello to me before I say hello to you. If you can say good morning, Paul, before I say good morning to you. And it worked. She started to be conscious of that. The Bible says here, greet one another. We need to greet one another. Hi. Anyway, that's a little bandwagon for me. Next screen, screen, admonish one another, spur on and motivate one another, agree with one another, be concerned with one another, be humble with one another, care for one another, be hospitable to one another. Next screen, be kind to one another, be compassionate with one another, do not be consumed by one another. That's an interesting one. It's all about, uh, consume's not the best word to use there, it's all about uh, dominating other people using other people like a consumer uses things and then throws them away we don't treat people like that we don't use people do not be angry bitter or evil with one another do not lie to one another be live at peace with one another do not grumble or complain about one another give preference to one another sing to one another we we have done that this morning i expect to hear some people singing to one another in the foyer today have pity on one another comfort one another carry one another's burdens pray for one another Love one another. Jesus said, the world will know that you're my disciples if you love one another. Because you love one another. And we need to be doing those things. They're not Sunday morning behaviors. You might get one or two of those out on a Sunday. But you need to be loving people. These are between Sunday actions. You know... In that scripture in Jeremiah, it says there, I don't know how much time I've got, oh, minus 16 seconds, right. It says there, pray for the welfare of Babylon. Pray for the welfare of Babylon. That welfare word is shalom. Shalom is not just peace. Shalom is, is 
prosperity, it's, it's health, it's bursting with life, it's, it's vigor, it's, it's everything you could want to have in your life, in relationships, in, in finances and health, in every area. That is shalom. Harmony. Right there in the Old Testament, God is saying, pray for that, for Babylon. The Jews would have been shocked because in Psalm 122, it says, pray for the shalom of Jerusalem. And now God is saying, I want you to pray for the shalom of your enemies. And right there in the Old Testament, we have love your enemies, which is where Jesus probably got it from, possibly, one of other places as well. And I'll finish with this. All those love one another, all those one another's, and not just for our church. They're for our enemies. They're for the whole city. And as we go out and we say, well, I, I'm not in a group. I don't have anyone I can one another. Yes, you do. You can do that with the person you work with. You can do that with your next door neighbor, with the rooster. Let's make a commitment that our job, how do we do our job as a church? By loving other people. Let's pray. And if you're sitting here today and you have not made a decision to love God and put him number one in your life and to invite Jesus into your heart to guide you, to walk with you, to cleanse you from all your selfishness. It's not all about me. It's not all about you. It's all about God and eternity. It's all about loving others. It's all about one another. Let's make a commitment, church, in our hearts to be a lover of others, starting in the church and bursting out of the seams out to our wider sphere. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you in church again this weekend. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.